The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Have you guys decided which hand you're going to use for the Boban handball challenge? Left. Left hand? Yeah. Are you taking your ring off? I don't think it's going to matter trying, much. What? Aren't you right? A little bit of space. Yeah, but like I want more control. I feel like I have more control on the pour, and I feel especially when you get toward the end. Why? There's rules? You got to try to get as many as possible in your hand. Yeah, but I, and I feel you want to have precision at the end. But can you stack them? Yeah, sure. of course you can. Okay. They just can't. And here's the other thing. They can fall out, but you can put them back in. It's not like yeah. a, if they fall out, the game is over. It's just okay. trying to figure out as, floor as many. Floor is lava. Fall Floor is lava. If they fall out, they're gone. No, well, they might be gone, but you can still add, is my point. It's okay. not like game is over if it falls out of your hand. All right, I'm opening up my goldfish bag. I gave each of you guys a goldfish bag. We're going to try to start this thing. I genuinely think I can get 100 into my hands, and I obviously have the tiniest hands of anyone here, right? I think 100 is such... Uh, it's aggressive. It's ambitious, but that's me, you know? Are we going? I guess. Right. Here we go. Start the All pour. Right. One. Are we counting? No. Well, no, I mean... No, four... Five. No, I, I think you just pour it all in there, and then you dump it out, and then count from there like Chewy's doing. Oh, my goodness, Chewy. Look at that. All right, I think you're... All right, I mean, you're going to have to move your hand away from the, the pile that you just left over there. Uh, I'm losing some. Hold on. <laughs> but Chewy Chewy definitely did it the right way. All right, here we go. I got to... All right, does that count? Hold on. Yeah. I got 37 so far. Oh. All right, I'm dumping. Man, you got a lot in that yeah. hand, big guy. Wow. Right, here we I'm go. gonna start counting. All right, we gotta get more on the top here. Well, that's a great question from Ashton. Wondering if Chewy can actually count. All right, I wanna pile a couple over there. Sixty! Sixty-one, sixty-two, sixty-three! Sixty. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm losing. Oh, I think I'm losing more than I'm gaining at this point, trying to pile more on. What, what if I go over by the base here? Oh, I'm up to 72, you guys. 72. 72. Oh, crap, those don't count. Yeah. 73. 70. Crap. Crap. Okay, so I think what's happening is I don't have enough of a bowl. I'm having too, too many are falling off. Okay, we're going. We're going. We're stacking up on top. I think we're at, eight, oh, we're at 80. Oh, Keep bumping my own 80, hand, trying to pile these on. 81, 82, 80. Dang it, I lost a couple. <laughs> how, did he, how did he fit 301? Well, in his hand, hand is like. I've got a bunch of space over here that I'm not utilizing properly, so I really need to, like. All right, I think I've got all. <laughs> so the thing is, then once you have it, you can't move it. Yeah. Because then they fall out again. Yep. Okay. All right, I think I've got, yep, all right. We're going to count these. This is what I got. I think this is the size I could go. I mean, if I just start eating them. I'm trying. I'm trying to stack them, you guys. You want to know the other thing that's happening here? My arm is getting tired. <laughs> my shoulder <laughs> is getting tired from holding my arm up. Like, it's starting to shake. My arm is starting to shake. Gosh darn it, I keep losing goldfish. All right, I think we might have reached our max here. What do you guys think? Three, four, what do you think, five. Ashy? Yeah, probably. It's just going to keep falling off. It's like uh, maybe I can stack a few more on top. Ah! 
This is very frustrating. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to add a couple more. And then 175. Jeez, that's pretty good. Yeah. Look at that pile you have over there. And look One. at the discard pile. It's almost as big. How many? Did you count yours already? I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, look at me. How are you counting? I'm right, separating right, I'm them in groups of 10. <laughs> so you got little groups of 10, so then you just multiply it later. Should I put these back in the bag and give them to your kids? No, thank you. <laughs> We're good. Can you wash your hands? Do you want a mashy? 175 is a lot of goldfish. All right, I'm going to count. You guys talk. I'm also counting, so... Did oh, Chewy, Chewy talk. We are... Um, we're going to be power ranking top crackers. Yep. Uh, after this segment... This is terrible. I can't count. My arm hurts so bad, uh, you guys. Why am I the only one who held it up the entire time while I, I added them? So what did you guys do? You poured them all I just in. poured them, and now See I'm... Yeah, you, you just pour and See then, how many you yeah. can get in there, and what, then... How many are you at right now? I only counted 10, but I got a pile here. I just haven't got, gotten through the pile yet. Okay. These are ones that fell off, so I don't count these. Ashley, you got big hands? No, you don't. Those are <laughs> oh, tiny. man. <laughs> you know what they say about small hands? Small gloves. Well, they say something else, too. <laughs> <laughs> got him. So you guys don't think I got 100, huh? I don't. It doesn't seem. It seems like because you were counting as you went. I got up to about 80, 80 something, and then they just started falling off the sides of the ah. hands. Are you going to get to 100? I, I Jordan Love, by the way, ten and a half. Okay, ten go. and a half. That's that good. Is big. Are there any other positions though where you want to have big hands in football? Uh, catching the ball, yeah. Okay, Probably catching, throwing back. the ball. I think any position. I think big hands are just good for any position. Uh, like offensive line. Yeah, I mean, because you're using your hands, you want big, strong hands to be able to <laughs> push. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. How are you doing there? I'm working on it. God, you guys don't count real fast, do you? You stopped counting. Yeah. Why? Because I thought I needed to talk. <laughs> yeah, we didn't think this out. And you're well, at did we? 80? we probably should have like done this in the break and then like well, counted or, 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 or just uh, had Chewy's uh, power rankings ready to go so that we could uh, again. I have to count. I have to count in a minute. I can't count right now. Did they show Boban doing it or just the handful? So what was his can technique? Can I show you? Do you want me to show you? Look at this thing. Look at this bad boy. Look at the hand. The hand. Right here. Wow. I've got 126. Okay. Uh, 127. 127. What did I have? 175? I think I had one. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm in the 80s, but I got to count during the break. Counting, as you guys know, is very difficult for me. It takes a lot more time than I would like to admit. <laughs> Yeah, and you're the Marquette cred. This is... What does that have to do with anything? I was a communications major. It doesn't matter. You're supposed. You, you still have to have the base knowledge of you know. I did mine in Spanish. <laughs> oh really? Right, What's one hundred and seventy-five in Spanish? Uh, I won't even. I don't even need you. To... Quinces. <laughs> Diecisiete. Just say. Just say. Muy bueno. <laughs> hola. I believe there's an hola in there somewhere. All right, I, bueno. I, I think I, I, I'm actually kind of disappointed, guy, because I really thought that I could get to 100, and I don't think I was able to do it. Uh, neither did we. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinted past 100. I thought I'd do 150, 175. I'm happy yeah. with 150. I thought I thought I would get to 100 just because, again, look at this. I mean, the size of the goldfish in the hand, like trying to figure out. My guess is you could probably, if you did it a number of times. And with different, like, bowl-shaped hands, I think you could try to figure out the best way to get 
the most. I guess we could have also just looked at the Boban hand and tried to copy that as best as we could. But his, it's just his fingers are so long. Yeah. And if you look at the picture of the Boban hand, the goldfish slash Boban hand dish, his is cup. It's flat, but then the fingers cup up. So, like, I was trying to do a bowl, make a bowl with my yeah. hand, and I don't think that actually helped me because I don't have as much surface. I think surface is the key here. Having more surface and then being able to to go up. But hey, the, the, the problem is, yeah, once you, like, moved your hand even a little, a little bit. bit, they just started Yeah, but then you just pouring keep pouring. Off. Did you spread your fingers? A little bit. Not a whole bunch, but a little bit. Because, I mean, again, fingers. you could get, like, one of these, you know, little goldfish that could kind of just sneak through. Or, if you have it or, too far apart. Or, or hear me out, Gabe. What if you actually you actually started holding the goldfish between oh, the fingers? Okay. So like now between my finger and my finger, I've got one, two, three, four goldfish creating a bit Are of. Are you still a, holding them? No, no, I put them down. No, she just oh. to she just did it. I was to just showing you like maybe that's us. the way that we should have thought it through is put the goldfish through the fingers and then those would act as you know you could probably get like. I don't know, 15 goldfish just between your fingers. Does that count or would that be disqualification? No, <gasps> that counts. I feel like that counts. But again, like... Then I'm going to try again. Trying to manipulate your hand then to bend, like they might not stay in there. You guys like goldfish? Yeah. I love goldfish. Yeah. Well, we're going to see if I mean, I I'm more of a flavor blast goldfish up. guy, but, you know, the regular ones are good. All right. All right. I'm going to give it a shot here All real right. quick. Just, you got, I'm going to count them later, but... All right, here's where, you're going to pour them in your hand? All right, yeah. here's what we're going to do. We're going to okay, take a break. Okay, don't put them back in there. Why? I'm going to put them upstairs in the kitchen oh, and see if no, anyone eats them. No, no, one's gonna eat, no one should eat those. Did you wash your hands before you did the Boban hand challenge? The hand bowl challenge? I washed I mean, them unless, yesterday. Unless you're <laughs> going to be eating the goldfish, I don't think you should He's be... He's going to put them back upstairs. Okay, well, this could be another fun well, thing. We can put them back upstairs <laughs> with a hidden camera and see who actually eats them. You know the what? Goldfish. Everyone's you know going to eat them. Our office is... Famously full of hyenas. Vultures. Well, Absolute I'm going to bring them home and feed them to the birds. All right. Well, that'll work. I'm okay with that. That work? But yeah. Birds aren't picky when it comes to that stuff. Hey, guys, if you're looking to start the weekend right, just head to Bubbles and Brunch at St. Kate the Arts Hotel. I'm pretty sure they don't serve goldfish. They certainly don't serve it in a chewy handbowl. Held every weekend from 9 to 1 in Giggly Champagne and Wine Bar. That is on St. Kate's second floor. And this brunch, guys, it's anything but basic. The atmosphere, well, it's very cool. They have a local DJ spinning music to set the mood. Then they have an acclaimed culinary team offering up a menu of elevated breakfast dishes and... To add to the fun, they have endless mimosas or mimosa flights. Experience a brunch that is anything but basic at Giggly Champagne and Wine Bar. That's inside St. Kate the Arts Hotel. Reservations available online. Just go to their website, stkatearts.com, stkatearts.com. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Jen, has college football gotten a little sleazy where you can recruit a little? No, I'm saying (laughs) from the standpoint... It used to be. <laughs> that was good. On 94.5 ESPN. Woo! Yeah, yeah. All right. No, 170. Who had 107? Julia had 175. I had 127. No, same as Gabe. Oh, Gabe had 127? Yeah. yeah. All right, well, listen, I had 82 in my hand the first time. Now I'm doing it again to try to get 100. I think she's cheating. How am I cheating? I think he there's just. No, I think the rule is you just use the bag to pour it in. rule. You can't just make up mm. rules, Chew. Why would you be angry if I were able to get 100 in my hand? Wouldn't you be proud of me for the accomplishment? 
I want to win. You would win. You would win. She's she's stacking the deck, man. She's got goldfish on the floor over here. Well, it's not like an ace up your sleeve. Good. It's not like I'm going to use that goldfish that's on the ground. No, but you were trying to say you had 100 in front of you, and now one of them is on the ground. You only got 99 in front of you. No, no, I actually had 101 because I wanted over 100. Remember, it was over (laughs) under. So I think I'm good. Uh, It's actually very hard. So I switched to my right hand. I feel like I have better um, bowl (laughs) capabilities. So. I'm at 80. Stop it right now. All right. Listen, you got power rankings, right? We're power ranking crackers. Top five crackers. All right. Here we go. Hit it. The week of games is over, and you know what that means. So what does this mean? NFL power rankings. Are you serious? Heck yeah, I'm serious. Power rankings on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Guess we use too much power. on the ground. Grab the two that fell on the ground. Okay. I am ranking the top five crackers according to chew. Okay? All right. You guys start it off however you want. What do you got? Uh, so do you want us to start at what we think your number we five just, cracker is? guessing and you, we're going to put them on the list? You guess, I'll tell you where it's at. Okay, Grits well, crackers. This is, this is super easy. Chewy's number one is a stale cheese. Cheez-Its are, in fact, number one. They are the best. Not all, To me, it's mostly flavor. Nothing t- touches a cheese it when it comes to flavor. The cheese is perfect. I like them a little stale because I suck on my Cheez-Its, <laughs> which is a little strange, I know, but no. it really gets the cheese out of the cracker, and I think they are absolutely wonder- wonderful. They're a staple in my pantry, always there. But they're open in your pantry, right? That's the goal? They're open? Yeah, they're open. So I'm not as How does, big, how does your family as... feel about the stale Cheez-It? Are the Cheez-Its just for you now when they're in the pantry Must and you be. open it up? The kids like the white cheddar Cheez-It. I don't. Those are okay. good. It's too in your face. I got not eating yours. It's too in your face. It this, is. This cracker's too cocky for me. Yeah. Um, all right. You nailed Get on it. Get my Cheese face, cracker. One. Give me another. Ritz. Ritz is number four. I had it number three. Damn it. Four? It's got a nice buttery taste to Love it. Love a Ritz cracker, man. Very buttery, but the problem is... When a Ritz goes stale, it's terrible. My kids will house entire racks of Ritz. They stand alone or a little peanut butter on they them? They will eat them all by themselves. But well, you agree I mean, with me? If they're stale, they're sure. no good. My favorite thing that Ritz does, though, when I was a kid, I used to love when they did like the little mini cracker sandwiches, whether it was the peanut butter sandwich yeah, or like were... the cheese, you know, yeah. that little cheese spread in between it. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're so sloppy in the way they make them sometimes. Well, the other thing they is they're don't. very messy crackers. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. they leave leave a lot of crumbs in their wake. I mean, they're, they're a great vehicle if you've got like a, um, you know, like a cheese spread. Ritz is the go-to for my cheese. If you if you're doing not it like a the cheese best, spread, not the best. They actually because they will break. Little, yeah, I was yeah, say, they, they will break. Well, yeah, I mean you gotta easily. treat you gotta treat the cracker like a lady. Don't very, be aggressive, yeah, guys. Don't true. just go in there and try to stab the cracker. Gabe, how many crackers are on the ground right now? Because we're getting close here. Uh, I see just one. Can you grab it for me, please? Because yeah. we're getting close. Uh, give me another guess. Those no, those are not the, that's not part of the hundred one. Graham crackers are number three. I love graham crackers, man. Uh, very ooh, versatile. Think, very I did, versatile. I did you not think that graham crackers would make your list. Well, s'mores. Ah, s'mores suck. Yeah, I was, you I was about to say. Um, like, come on. But very versatile. You, you make a nice peanut butter sandwich out of it. Gabe, They're just very good. But once again, stale, stale, and you got to throw uh, throw them away. All right. Uh, there are none on the ground, right? Uh, not that I can see. But what do you got under your wrist? That's not. Those aren't part of it. Wait, Wait, hold on, maybe. Anything on this side of the court. So these are the ones that are left. Nothing on the ground, right? 
Go ahead, Chew. Are you at 100 yet or not? Almost. I'm I'm at. Well, it's under protest anyway, so it doesn't matter. Give me another one. There were literally no rules. All of a sudden, it's under protest. Another one? I'm going to have a tough time with these final three guys. Club? No. They are not. They were in consideration. Um... What what did he guess? Wait, club. club. Oh, I love club crackers. Uh, what about a Trisket? Trisket Dude, is five. Rough. Wow. Trisket is mouth. five. Tear up the Trisket roof of your mouth. is only five because it is the best cracker when it comes to dip. Because it holds They're up. They're sturdy. Wow, I disagree. They've got great. What's the best? Anything cracker? under my wrist? Anything on the ground? Ritz. Uh, not that I Ritz see. is the best. If you if you take Ritz I got and do 100. it in a cheese spread, I got half the time they're going to snort the bread. I got it, you guys. Right. I got a hundred. I got a hundred goldfish in my hand. That's under protest. <laughs> There's one left. And I had consideration for this at number one. Okay. Hey, no, um, make a mess. Stop throwing the food. Food fight. Um, you got to clean it up. I got a hundred. I'll clean it up. This could be number one if I didn't love cheese it so much. This would be number. Chicken and a biscuit. Nope. I love oh, I love chicken and a biscuit. So this how would healthy. be number one in a lot of people's Salty. households that have a lot of kids. Uh, oyster crackers. Terrible. I don't they know, have my, no kids, taste. my kids love oyster crackers. I guarantee your kids love these the most. Gabe. Goldfish. We, we grew up on the things. Goldfish are hideous. <laughs> oh, we love goldfish. We love goldfish. Chewy does not speak for all of us. We love goldfish. goldfish. Hello, goldfish. Jen, goldfish are hideous. You should be buying these for your kids. Grew up every week. Are they? They are the yes. absolute best. <laughs> That's what my kids love. Fruit best snacks. cracker that you thought about putting at number one. Animal crackers. Animal crackers. Animal crackers. Animal crackers. Yeah. Absolute best. Only I could if put, they're frosted. No, I couldn't yes. put Teddy Grahams because Teddy Grahams kind of copied Animal. I'm talking original circus yeah. box with the little carrying yeah. thing. But again, dwarfed by the frosted ones. The frosted ones are so much better. It's but, such an upgrade. But the frosted one is more like a cookie you because can, of the frosting. Yes. The frosting like changes its crackerness. Um, but Jen, that's why your kids go absolutely bonkers probably around 3 o'clock because you're pumping them full of sugar. Go without the frosting. <laughs> mellow them out a little Hold bit. Hold on. I don't give my kids sugar. Are you crazy? Why would I make my life harder? I'm pretty sure there's sugar in frosting that goes on crackers. I didn't say I give them to them. I oh! said I eat them. And that, uh, that's the list. Triscuits five, Ritz four, Graham three. Triscuits are horrible. Animal. No, Triscuits are great. I can't believe you're out here campaigning for Triscuits. Get like an olive oil rosemary Triscuit. Oh, yeah. That's because it it needs all the dressing. It needs all the stuff. Eh. The olive oil and the whatever you just said. That's just the flavor. I'll give you a flavor. I thought we were talking about regular Triscuits. The all-time worst. It's like eating um, sawdust. What are the all-time worst? The ones that look like a basket. Terrible. Crackers that look like a basket? Yeah. Are you thinking of bread bowls with soup? No, 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 no. Come on. It's a square thing. It's weaved. It's terrible. Okay, hold on. He just, I think he just Wait, did something. You're he describing just, a Triscuit. You messed up wheat thins oh, with Triscuit. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Total redemption over here. Yeah. I told you the Triscuits are that- the worst. Those suck. Horrible. They are not at five. Was, Those are he was terrible. Defending a Triscuit. No, we while did. describing it. Yeah, we did not. We did not. Right? We did not. That's what I was trying no. to say. Yeah, wheat thins. Wheat thins are five. Wheat Triscuits are, are poop. 
But Gabe just said, well, you add a little rosemary and you add Well, a no, the flavor, oil. the rosemary and olive oil ones are great. Can I tell you what? Get a little spread on there, like a little, uh, like an olive dip on there on holiday time. Jen, what was your it's final delicious. number? I got 100. Exactly? Okay. That's. Uh, How is it under? I separated out 100. You can't I actually place separated. them and jam them in there to make them stick. I didn't jam them. I think I there did has place to be. Them and I placed it in the wood because be it's made of wood. It's got to be a bag family. pour. Who said it has to be a bag pour? God. <laughs> Well, Chewy's God now. <laughs> <laughs> Team Jesus over here. Um, chicken and a biscuit crackers. I actually smashed them up, right? I made chicken nuggets with those. Ooh, so good. It's like a breading? Respect. Chicken on chicken crime, though. Mm-hmm. Chicken and a biscuit crackers on the chicken. I've never heard of them. Chicken and a biscuit? They're really bad no. for you, but really good. Oh, they're so good. Who makes them? I don't know. But Nabisco, blue, maybe? Blue box. Chicken, in a... chicken on the front. Yeah. It's oh, got okay. this little chicken head. Yeah. He's like, Peering up over the letters. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. Oh my gosh. Like the smell of chicken noodle soup when you go in a house. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Ooh. It's got a little chicken, like, um, what do you call those little bo- uh, squares? Like bouillon? Bouillon. Yes, I yeah, think bouillon. it's got a little bouillon, bouillon flavor in the chicken crackers. Yeah, delicious. By so the way. good. Are that was my favorite crackers. And then I, I am. And then last night I made chicken parm with them. So we had extra of the chicken oh. with the chicken in a biscuit. And so. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's chicken? Where are crackers going a chicken parm? Spreading the chicken. Said. I oh, the breading chicken. the chicken. Yeah. Two what ones. was that stuff we used to use when we were kids? <laughs> not, not a, not a, what is Shake and bake? Yes, shake and bake. Love the shake and bake. My oh. mom would let us shake the bag, throw the pork chops in, shake the bag. Yeah, and then put them in the oven for four hours at <laughs> 907. Mmm, these are good. <laughs> The shake like, and bake didn't really last very long. No, it didn't. Kind of like the rice aroni. The rice aroni you don't see anywhere anymore. Hamburger do helper. You? I still see hamburger helper every once in a while in the store, but I couldn't tell you. Like, I feel like the only time I don't know if I've ever had rice aroni. I just remember it being a sponsor of um, Price is Right as a kid. Sure, sure. You so know, they get to the end of the show. The price. Yeah. What is it? Promotional consideration provided by Rice Aroni, the there... San Francisco treats. Okay. Uh, what did you do? I, I, hamburger listen, Helper was... Hamburger Helper. A lot of Hamburger, hamburger helper, helper in our house helper. growing right. up. Yep. Casseroles, tuna casserole, broccoli, chicken casserole. We did a taco casserole that was pretty solid. That actually sounds really good. I'm actually having a craving for a you taco had the, casserole um, right now. How do you put lettuce in a taco casserole? Well, you don't put lettuce no, in it. No, you put it on top. Yeah. After you yeah. take My it mom, out of the, queen the oven. Is it going to cook to death? No, you put it afterwards. Like so, on I didn't know this until I went and lived out east, but casserole is a very Midwestern oh, thing. Super West, oh, super yeah. Midwestern thing. That's all we super, did Like up. my friends, like they'd be like, what are you making? And I'd be like, a casserole. They're like, what in the world? What's with the Campbell's chicken? <laughs> cream of chicken soup and cream of mushroom soup and cream of broccoli soup. But is it lasagna casserole? Yeah. Ooh. Are you eating the goldfish that you put in your hands? <laughs> yeah. How? Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 I wash whoa, my whoa. hands. No, 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 no. How else do you eat goldfish? Don't you pick them up with your hands to put them in your mouth? I ain't not eating goldfish that I put in my hands. <laughs> well, I wash my hands, so. Are you trying to tell me that when you eat your Cheez-Its, you just pour them from the box into your mouth? Actually, I would believe that. I would believe that. No, I, I would do that, Thank too. Thank you. You don't do that? No. You guys are liars. You do that. Everyone does that. Mm, I don't. More with Cheetos. The only thing I don't like Ooh, about... Yeah, because I don't want to get them on my hands. Yeah, you don't want to get the oh, Cheeto like dust. Cheeto fingers? Well, back in the day, maybe I've told you guys this story before, but I was eating Chase's Cheetos. Did I ever tell you the story? He had a bag of Cheetos and I was eating it. And you don't even realize you're doing it, to be honest with you, but you wipe 
your hands oh, yeah. on your thighs. Uh-huh. Okay? So like right here. Like when you're just really? dusting off the dust of whatever you're eating, you wipe it out and it's it's totally um subconscious. You don't even realize you're doing it. Why don't you lick your fingers? Um, it's a good question. Not sure. All I know is I was doing that. And Chase was like, Mom, did you eat my Cheetos? And I was like, no. And he said, what? What's that orange stuff on your pants? I was like, busted. I guess that'd be kind of gross. What? If you're licking your fingers and then going back in the bag. bag. Gross, dude. All right. We got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I think that you guys should recognize that I did get 100 goldfish in my hand. I did not put an asterisk in the tweet, so you are... Thank you, Ashton. Look at him having my back today. Chewy's God, and he's putting an asterisk in it. Yeah, that wouldn't be a... Chewy was And also, he doesn't know how to use the internet, so it's fine. Feels like a technicality, (laughs) Gabe. You going to fight him? Definitely would not be allowed at the jewelry center, and that's where I go. Are you going to go there today? The dancing machine stickler. Uh, What's that? Are you going to go there after today? You're going to have to for eating all the Cheez-Its? Uh, no, I really don't have a reason to, but I just want to keep my wife happy, and that's why I go there. Let's be honest. Most guys don't have a clue when it comes to buying jewelry. Gabe's one of the smart ones. Got his engagement ring and the wedding bands from the jewelry center for his wedding in 2022. They also do in-house repairs for watches. I lost my watch again. What do you mean you lost it? Lost it. What do you mean again? I lost <laughs> That's a great again. Problem. Where? This can, do we have time or no? All right. Remember where I'm at in this read. I got to call Dino. So my wife bought me a nice watch for our wedding mm-hmm. X amount of years ago, and I lost it. She puts in the insurance claim. Yep. Goes through. Found it. Oh. So I called the insurance company, gave them the check back, and they're like, that has never happened. <laughs> never, ever happened. But I lost it again. I lost it again. <laughs> So now when you find it, it needs work. Where are you going to go? I go to the jewelry center. Or maybe you just They've get a new one at the jewelry three center. Three locations to stop into Brookfield, Greenfield, Brookfield, and Burlington. And if my wife can't tag along, she can look through all the many styles of diamonds and other fine cuts online at shoptjc.com. I'm living proof. Happy wife, happy life. I forgot she is mad at me. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Jewelry Center will make it happen. Brookfield, Greenfield, or Burlington and online at shoptjc.com. It's an A plus read. A plus read. A, a plus read. Ready to go, you. How much will Angie let you grow a beard? I would say for three months I have to keep a beard if I lose. Okay, and Angie would allow you to have a beard for three months. She doesn't run my life. Uh, Drop that. Yeah. <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. has spoken to some local media members already this morning. Early bird and whatnot. Matt Schneidman of The Athletic tweeting out some of the answers, responses from Brian Gutekunst, information from Brian Gutekunst, GM of the Green Bay Packers. Gabe, what do you got there from Matt Schneidman uh, after he and other local reporters spoke to Brian Gutekunst this morning? Rodgers has not told Packers his plans. Gutekunst hasn't spoken with him at length since the end of the season. Until we have, quote, until we have those conversations, I think all options are on the table right now. Uh, It continues. Gutekunst wants a resolution with Rodgers' situation before free agency starts on March 15th. Rodgers' contract will be restructured if he returns, Gutekunst said. Gutekunst 
Woods added he's absolutely comfortable if Jordan Love is QB1 at the start of the 2023 season. A couple of other tidbits. Uh, Packers are going to restructure Bakhtiari to ensure he's back in 23. Rashawn Gary on his ACL rehab. Gudekun said, quote, he feels really good. We're very optimistic there. Gary has been rehabbing in Atlanta and Texas. Anything else jump out to you, Chu, about what he just revealed? Softballs. No one's asking a tough question. Or maybe they're not just answering, but... I wish Jason was there because Jason would ask him if there were stipulations put on Rogers' return. He is going to speak uh, in front of national media also, so there is a possibility we do get some of that stuff I, later I, I'm today. I'm just but... blown away on you know how they're still letting him drive the bus. You know, it's just kind of like okay, you're or... running the team, you're running the team. Just let us know what you want to do. I feel like that's the position that they're in. It's not a matter of letting; it just is. Yeah, I mean, because he has to first make the decision if he's going to play football. He's playing football, right? But if you're good at Kunst, you got to say, "Well, we don't know." Well, why don't wouldn't you go in? This year was a complete disaster, right? The team's a complete disaster, and just say, "Hey, look, we need you at um, workouts in the off season. Definitely need to be at OTAs." Well, because again, legally in the league, you cannot mandate. It would have to kind of be a gentleman's agreement, right? Mm-hmm. But even like that's it's possible that Gudekun said those things to Rogers, and maybe that's what part of the thing he's mulling this offseason. Like, do I want to really commit to a full offseason, so why can't full regular he say season? Say in in an interview that yes, I've stressed upon him the importance of he, him being here in the offseason. Now he doesn't have to be here for the whole offseason program, but we would and just do it very diplomatically and say. We would like you here. We're a better team when you go through the process. But Not because you need it, but because the other guys 100%, need it. 100%. All of what you're saying is incredibly logical. It makes sense. It certainly would be a, a a conversation I would expect to have with my employer. But the CBA says he doesn't have to be there. And that's where, that's if you're Rogers, you go, this was negotiated. Like, I don't have to be here. I'm a veteran. I agree with you. Right. This goes back to what Jason was saying about like the more information you have, the better educated or the better equipped you are to make a decision. I'm one of these people who is like, be there. It will make you even if it's incrementally better, it will make you better. Well, then because I recognize him. the then team I would aspect personally, of I'd the throw him under the bus. I would say if you're not going to be there, I'm going to say he doesn't want to be there. And I think it affects our team. Who cares if it pisses him off? I'm to the point where I really don't care, Rogers, what upsets you. Because you don't care what upsets me. Yeah, Goody's not at that point yet. Goody's not where you are, Chu, where he's, at least that's what's obvious to me, if he's still kind of towing this line of, well, I haven't spoken to him, this is what we would like, we got to hear from him. You yeah, know. what's this, I haven't spoke to him in great length. I haven't what spoken you, to him at great yeah, but, at length what, what, since the end of the season. But have you spoke to him? Well, you yeah, haven't but, spoke to him at great length. I but, would say maybe just exchange a text or two. Okay. You know, like they haven't, so they haven't sat down to have, oh, here, this is the way I'm leaning type of thing. <sighs> Roger's been a busy guy. Know. He was sandbagging no, out, in, you I know, know. In, know, at Pebble Beach. Then he went to darkness for four days. But his way's then not Then he working. went on another trip, right? Because yeah. that was yep. the whole thing is after he got back <laughs> yeah. from the darkness retreat, he was but going you, on another planned you, trip. You let him as an organization do it his way for the last, what, two years, three years? It's not working. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know, I know. What when, do you know? When McCarthy and Favre sat in the offense office, when Brett flew up there for family day, they were screaming at one another. I want some screaming at one another. That's what I want. 
sick of the coddling and like, oh, your way, you know. And what annoys me about it, Chu, is when people talk about the OTA activities and then they feel like there's some proof in the pudding of him winning back-to-back MVPs the two years that he didn't go to the off-season workouts. Now, one was 2020 when it was the COVID year and nobody went to the workouts, but then it was the following year. The argument against that is, but that's an individual award. Yes. The goal should mm-hmm. be the team's success. And so anytime you try to throw in my face that he won the MVP while not being at the off-season workouts, I want to say, but how did the team finish? Did they make the Super Bowl? Yeah. Did they win the Super Bowl? Did they win the NFC Championship game? I can't remember. It's foggy. Because again, that, to me, it, the, the two have nothing to do with one another. Mm-mm. But he did say that. Didn't he say during McAfee somewhere, the first thing he goes to, he doesn't say Super Bowls, he says MVP. Uh, he, 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 again, I think that get, got repopulated incorrectly. Okay. The, the start of his MVP thing was, obviously, I want to come back and win a Super Bowl, but I believe I can still come back and win an MVP as well. But to your point, Chu, yes, he has referenced a few times COVID MVP, COVID MVP. <sighs> as though that is some sort of validation for what he has done. Yeah, I know. It's just I, I, I played with guys that say that but don't really mean it. It goes back to, okay, would you rather win the game and have three catches for 28 yards or lose the game and have 10 catches for 140 and three touchdowns. I'm sorry. Aren't you, Captain? I got mine. I'm sorry. Maybe, well, I am maybe now. I'm I morphed just, into I'm that. Just, <laughs> because I didn't do it when I played, but I'm sure as hell getting it in at some point in my life. I got my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Want to make sure that I was following the bouncing ball correctly there. Uh, so we will obviously get more information from Brian Goodkins as well. So apparently Jeff Darlington was on Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning and did have some additional comments that he made about Aaron Rodgers and the situation. Take a listen to what Jeff Darlington said this morning. I I understand what you're saying. I think it's going to be up to the organization to say, are we just tired of this? Do we need to just move on? I'm tired. Trade of Aaron. It. Find out what we <laughs> have not. in Jordan Love. <laughs> I, but but in all seriousness, like I, I think that's worth something. Mm. If we're all feeling it, I know we maybe manufacture things and say sensationalize them a little bit more than what happens internally. But you got to think that the Packers what is this, the third year in a row we're having these conversations? At some point, they're saying, we did draft this guy, Jordan Love. We do believe that he's growing. We know we have to inevitably move on at some point. And by the way, the quarterback that was the two-time MVP that we knew we had to back on our roster wasn't that this year. So I, maybe he does come back. I'm just saying I understand the questions. So he's saying he understands if there is, not reporting that there is, but he understands if there is fatigue inside the walls at 1265. He understands if there is an element of, hey, man, do we want him back? Yeah, but if he doesn't come back, I think we're okay. Does Jordan Jordan Love have a right to ask for a trade if he says yeah. he's coming back? Mm-hmm. Do you think he will? Yes. You think it's granted? Well, because... You think it's granted? Yeah, because if you are a first-round pick in the NFL, especially at that position, at the quarterback position, because in every other position, if you're a first-round pick, you're getting time, right? Like, yeah, maybe you're a first-round tight end. You're rotating in with a bunch of other tight ends. The quarterback is, you know, you stay on the field. You're always on the field, and the only chance you get is if that guy gets injured, which for Rodgers has been few and far between since Jordan Love got drafted. You want to play, you want to show what you can do, and I think that he would be right to do that because if Rodgers comes back... I'm under the assumption that the Packers won't pick up the fifth-year option, and they'll just move on from Jordan Love. 
So how will he? So if he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, he wants to show what he can do so he can cash in. But let me say this. Let me just play devil's advocate a smidge on that. Not all the way, but a smidge. I do think that Jordan Love appreciates the position that he has been in. I do think that guys who get thrown out there into the wolves right away out of college have a rude awakening. The learning curve is extraordinary. And I think that there is a value to and a benefit to that he appreciates getting to sit behind Rodgers, learn from Rodgers. And so while I agree with you that you want to play, I think he appreciates that for the last three years he's gotten to learn, sit, and watch. But like any competitor, at some point when yeah. you think you're ready to be out there, you're chomping at the bit. You want to show what you can do. And you get tired yes. of waiting. Yes. And what he does is he looks at other players around the league. He looks at Jalen Hurts and, you know, he probably deep down, and he, I don't know, we'd have, we haven't seen enough of him, but he thinks he's better than Jalen Hurts. Drafted before he probably Jalen thinks, Hurts. He probably thinks he's better than Tua. He certainly thinks he's better than Mac Jones. He knows he's better than Zach Wilson. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like... All right, I'm sick of this. All these other guys are getting opportunities. Well, that's the thing. They're getting opportunities, and they're getting real live reps in games. And we always talk about the difference between simulated action and actual action and how there still is going to be that learning curve when you actually start playing and you're under center on a regular basis. And he's at the point now where he's learned all he can from running with the scout team. He's learned all he can from sitting in those meetings with Rodgers. Now you actually just want to go out there and push it out. Onto the field. Joe Burrow, Tua Tungabailoa, Justin Herbert, all drafted ahead of Jordan Love in that draft class and all have made pretty good names for themselves in the time they've been out there on the field. But the problem is, I mean, they could say no. They could finally say no to a trade and he really doesn't have any leverage. Right? Yeah. I mean, he could sit out, but you're not going to get paid. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just kind of hope that the the franchise would do right by you the way that they did right by Devontae Adams. I'm saying if Rodgers comes back and Love asks for a trade, they're going to say no. I'm just saying they're going to say no. So how do you play that if you're Love? Don't you I, keep that I, under I, I wraps? I got to chew on that a little bit. I think bit. you keep it under wraps. You like that? Yeah, we love it when you do the chew on that. <laughs> but I think you keep it under wraps. I don't think you make it public. I don't think you himself. want it to get out. But if I'm if I'm Jordan Love, I make it public. You would? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. They're trading Devante. They're, yep. they're willing to trade Rodgers, but what they can't trade me. But I think the general sentiment will be, but you're still under contract. So, like, what do you expect? Well, so you haven't shown Rogers. them anything. You haven't given them anything. Yeah. You've just been a backup quarterback for the last three years. I just I understand his anger. I, I, think, I understand his anger, and I th- it's warranted. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think more people are are coming to the side of players versus franchises and doing the, oh, you're under contract, shouldn't that? Because it doesn't, contract doesn't mean anything to the team. Like, the Packers are going to release some guys yeah, yeah. this year. It doesn't mean anything sure. to them. Don't I, you it's have funny that you contract? say that, though, Gabe, because I have seen a lot of people doing the old shift back to, and again, this happens, it's a, it's a cyclical thing, but I've seen the shift back to, the Green Bay Packers were here before Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers yes. will be here after Aaron Rodgers. Oh, the yeah. Green Bay Packers are bigger than any one player. And so while you're saying that you're seeing a general sentiment of people aligning themselves with the players and understanding and wanting players to get theirs and whatnot, I've also seen a heavy push of the G over everything. Sure, but... And everyone. Know, like Jordan's in a very understandable position if he asks for a trade. I don't think there's... If, if you are a reasonable, rational person... You'll probably go, yeah, I get it. You've been in the league this yeah. long. You were a first-round pick. You want to play. You probably were assuming 
like everybody else, the way that when you are drafted, okay, I'll sit for two years with where Aaron Rodgers' contract is, then they'll move on from Rodgers, and I'll play. You didn't play this past season. You're not going to play this upcoming season if Rodgers is back. You know, and there's enough holes in the league right now when it comes to quarterback play. I think someone would give up something for him. I mean, yeah. would you take a if, if you're the Raiders? Would you take a I take a fr- flyer third round flyer? Yeah, absolutely. If you're the New Orleans Saints, would you take a third round flyer? You know, yeah. I'm just looking at some teams that have nothing. Nothing. You know, nothing. But have some intriguing pieces. Like there's some intriguing receivers in New Orleans. Sure. But sure. it's going to take some time They're to kind of get out. Next year, correct. But they, they it's going to take help. some time yeah. to kind of dig yourself out from the hole that you're in. Sure. But if you got a young quarterback, you can develop during that time. Yeah. Brian Goodekunst to the uh, media, media this morning, what am I, a cow? (laughs) Anyway, uh, said that he has not spoken with Aaron Rodgers at length since the end of the season until we have those conversations. I think all options are on the table right now. He wants a resolution with Rodgers' situation before free agency starts on March 15th. And I hate to break it to y'all, but March 15th, well, that's two weeks away. So we may be sitting here in this limbo for another Two weeks. Nah, it'll be done before that. Late this week, early next week. Book it. Hey, I'm gonna, gonna hope and pray that you are right, Gabe Neitzel. Well, if not, I won't be here to deal with the consequences if I'm wrong next week. Sure. <laughs> with local Milwaukee, with a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank knows what success looks like. They've been serving businessmen and individuals in the area for nearly 15 years including a long-standing commitment to the healthcare industry. From expansion to technology to reducing the risk of fraud, Fifth Third offers a full suite of financial services and solutions across the healthcare spectrum to meet the complex moments you're navigating. Fifth Third Bank has the reach of a big national bank, but they also can make those decisions locally and help you and your business out. Fifth Third Bank National Association, custom solutions built around your goals. Member FDSE. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And then you have Raj. Who I didn't think he he just didn't have the body uh, type Ashton, of a I, right I tackle. Have a question. Yes. I have a question. Who the hell are you talking about? Uh, what's his name? Yash. Raj. <laughs> like, I was thinking, okay. who's Raj? <laughs> you tell us, buddy. On ninety four five ESPN. We were just talking a few moments ago here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy about the players and the franchise, and it reminded me of an interesting article that came out, uh, I think it was over the weekend, that said that this season Aaron Rodgers and the Packers played in five, Chew, five of the top 15 most watched regular season NFL games. This from Sports Business Journal. The question of where they're... I'm sorry. The question of where Rodgers will play next season determines which NFL games the TV networks want to carry. And there was a response to that that said the Green Bay Packers drive the viewership, not Aaron Rodgers. What does your gut tell you about that? Is it Aaron Rodgers that is driving those numbers? Top five. They played in five of the top 15 games last year from a viewership standpoint. Or is it? Is it the player or is it the franchise? Mm, more of the player than the franchise because if he does leave and Jordan Loves becomes quarterback and they don't play well, wherever Rodgers go, wherever he goes, the ratings will surpass. Yeah. Did that Packer translate games. to Tampa Bay with Brady? I think so. Again, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm just saying on a guess, on a whim, what do you think? Do you think that all of a sudden the Buccaneers, when Brady went down to Tampa, were in the top yeah, probably. Pa- but Packers fans are different. They're everywhere. 
I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, but I guess I just think of if it's if the franchise stinks, nobody's watching. Them. No, you know, like. But if it doesn't stink. Yeah, if it doesn't stink, then, then it's people less watch. about the player we, and more about the franchise. We, but it's more about the player because you can't. You're not going to stink with good players. Yeah. So I guess what I'm asking is, if you're tuning in to watch the Packers and you like like all of these people did, do you think most of those people are tuning in because? They love the Packers, they love the franchise, or they're tuning in because Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to ever do it and they want to see what he's going to do on the field. Um, they want to watch the Packers because they're good because of Aaron Rodgers. How would you rank that? Player. It, it's the player. Like, to me, I, I, and, and maybe maybe I just give way too much credit to the players. But this, we didn't have this conversation on air. It was a conversation we had over text about some people talking about, you know, how much credit a coach gets versus the players because a lot of these coaches have said in their interviews – um, you know, or their their press conferences when they get introduced as a head coach, like, hey, this is a players league. Like, you still need to have good players. So, if a team stinks, it's because it doesn't have any good players, and nobody's going to watch you if you stink. I agree because they both stunk this year. But if they both played at Seattle, I mean, there's still 250 Packer fans showing up at the hotel watching the team go in, and there's probably four people in Tampa Bay gear watching them come in. You know? And see, I don't think that those numbers fall that dramatically if Jordan Love is under center next year, guys, because there's going to be a whole lot of Unless people they so they're morbidly yeah. curious there's, about how he does. There will be intrigue at first, but if he's bad, yeah, then then it goes down, mm-hmm. especially in 2024. Like if he's bad and he's still the quarterback in 2024, and the team is five in the math, nobody's going to tune in. Thanks for tuning in to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy today. Wilde and Tausch is next on ESPN Wisconsin. Brian Gutekunst addresses the media today at the Combine. We'll talk about that tomorrow right here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.